0: It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.
1: Bonjour, c'est Simon Marcel. Welcome to The Rendezvous. Before I get to your question, your calls, your love stories, I have a would you rather type of question for you. What would you prefer to do on the first date? Dinner at a restaurant or drinks at a bar? So I actually posted that very question on my uh, social media at Rendezvous Radio. And here are your votes, actually. You said dinner. 75% on the first date drinks 25%. And I am now more because I don't really drink alcohol. So I like to do tea or coffee on the first date. That's my thing. So I relate to the 25%. But I I didn't expect to be uh, such a big number for dinner on the first first date. People usually say they like drinks so or coffee. But I guess I was wrong on this one. That's what I've learned from you every single day. You calls and you questions are next on The Rendezvous. Any question for me, call the rendezvous. Annika, bonjour. Bonjour. Bonjour, Annika. How can I help you tonight?
2: So, I started dating this guy, and in the beginning, he's really close to his friends. Like, they're, like, more important to him than his family, I Mm -hmm. would say. And, um, you know, in the beginning, his friends, like, didn't really act like they liked me. And I was like, oh, okay, like, whatever. I didn't think about it that much, but... Now it's been six months that we're together and they still like kind of, I don't know. It's like, I don't know what it is, but I can tell they just don't like me. And I kind of found out that the reason that I think they're not liking me is because they're still friends with his ex-girlfriend. So okay. I don't know. I guess I'm just, I need some advice on like how to work around this or if I should say something to them. I don't really know what to do.
1: Okay. Let's, uh, let's open the uh, unspoken. What would you like to say to them ideally?
2: Um, number 1 I would be like, I have nothing to do with them breaking up. They broke up before we even met. So okay. why are you being mean to me? Um, and number 2 like maybe if you got to know me, you would actually like me cuz I'm pretty cool.
1: <laughs> so, but um if you did that, right? Uh-huh. What do you think would happen?
2: I feel like my boyfriend would get mad. He would be like, I don't know. I just feel like he's so everything is like his friends are his number one, so I feel like I wouldn't be able to yeah. defend myself. He would be defending them instead of me.
1: You said something that I cannot ignore. You said his friends are number one, right?
2: hmm
1: Okay, Anika, why would you want to be with somebody who doesn't make you his number one?
2: I don't know. I do like him a lot. I for sure like him more than like anybody else I've dated recently. <laughs> so I guess that's why like, I I'm trying to make it work.
1: Okay. How much does it bother you then, this situation?
2: Um, a lot because, mm-hmm. like you said, like I don't want to be his number two either. But then it's it's still like very soon in the relationship. You know, it's barely been six months. I in my head, I think like a, I think like timeline wise, if like in a year, it's still the same. Then that's like maybe when I would like approach it more and be kind of like, hey, like I've been here this long, like give me a chance. <laughs>
1: Well, how about you give him another six months max, mm-hmm. tell him the truth. I want you to tell him the truth that you feel like you have no interest being in his number two and with the friends and everything, just like you told me. No one's spoken, okay. please stand up for yourself, right? Okay. And, yes. and then give him six months to see if he changes and makes you his number one. Or if six months from now you still feel you're his number two, then you got to find somebody better.
2: Okay, okay. That sounds like a plan.
1: All right. Well, listen, thank you so much, Anika, for calling, and good luck to you. Thank you. You know, I got a question for you after this call. Do you think you could be happy in being somebody's number two when it comes to relationship? Let's talk about that next. So question for you. Do you think, like my last caller told me, you know, she feels like she's number two in the priorities of her boyfriend because he makes his friends kind of his priority and then the relationship secondary? And I asked her, I said, how can you put up with this? And she said, well, you know, he makes me very happy. It's the best that I've ever had. He's, maybe he's just being juvenile or silly. And so we agreed that, you know, it could be six months more, but she has to tell him, I don't want to be somebody's number two. And that resonates in me. I've said, would you also accept to be somebody's number two when it comes to relationship after his friends and everything else? If everything is great or not. Let me tell you a personal story of how I've been somebody's number two. And what happened? Next. So personal story. Years ago, I dated this uh, lovely, lovely blonde hair woman with green eyes. Very charming, very loving, and sweet. But I realized that her girlfriends, she loved horse riding, ah, and the horse too. Everything came before me. Can I, be? I just, But I loved her so much that I was blind. Blind by, I don't know, my... Fear of being rejected, my fear of the truth, my fear of her not liking me. And I was, I think, number two, number three. After the friends, after the horse, after this. And and I with was a little too long in my opinion. I felt humiliated. And I should have speak up before that. Maybe things would have changed. And I realized from now on, it's all or nothing. It's go big or go home. And if somebody doesn't make me feel number one, then... I don't want to be nobody's number two. That's just me. Anyway, your calls and your questions are next on The Rendezvous. If somebody has done something very romantic for you, please enlighten me and share that story with me at 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Colline.
0: Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Um, Colline. Go ahead. Yes, thank you. So I have been with my partner um, a few years now. And for my birthday, he contacted, like, everybody I know, from people from high school, people from college, people he hasn't even met yet he reached out to, and they all sent him, like, a page of memories about me, whether it was, like, a poem or pictures or a collage or um, you know, just a little like one person even kind of we had a song that was like our, our friendship song, wrote that out with pictures. Like everyone sent in a page and mm-hmm. he created this beautiful memory book for me. And it was just like the most special thing that I've ever, ever received. I'm going to treasure it forever. I like burst oh. into tears when I was opening. I just couldn't believe all the people that he had reached out to and that sent him stuff. It was so, so thoughtful.
1: How did that make you feel when you opened it?
0: Just so special and so like, so thought of, like that took so much mm-hmm. time to not only like, coordinate with those people, but to create it and put it mm-hmm. together and to just mm-hmm. think of that. Mm-hmm. It was just so sweet.
1: Definitely. Listen, I think you did great credit to him, and you know next time it's your turn, but I just think it's a reminder that you know, there is no love without proof of love, and Colleen. I mean, that's a big proof of love he did for you.
0: Yes, I'll never forget this. It's so special. I don't know how I'm going to repay him.
1: (laughs) Well, it's your time to be creative. Thank you so much for sharing that story, Colleen, and have a good night.
0: Thank you. Good night.
1: Now, I'm going to go answer somebody's email because she and her boyfriend have a little disagreement when it comes to talking to somebody at work. We're going to get to that next on The Rendezvous. If you have a question for me and you can't call The Rendezvous, please just email me your question at therendezvousshow.com. Miranda, what's going on between Salina and her boyfriend?
2: Salina says, bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Salina.
2: My boyfriend went through my phone and saw that I've been talking to a guy that I know from work. The conversations haven't been ooh-la-la, just more friendly than anything else, but my boyfriend was really mad. He wants me to cut off all communication with this guy, even though we're just friends and nothing has even happened. I want to be with my boyfriend, but this guy at work keeps me laughing, and I really enjoy talking to him, too. What should I do?
1: Mm, Salina, that's a good question. What should you do if you want to be with your boyfriend, but your boyfriend says you shouldn't be talking to this guy at work and you still like talking to the guy at work? What should you do, Salina? I'll tell you that next. Stay with me. Say you're in a relationship, but uh, your partner goes through your phone and finds out you've been talking to somebody at work, but not ooh la conversation, just friendly conversation, but then your partner gets mad and thinks you should cut all communication off, with that person at work, even though you're just friend and nothing has happened. So what should you do? And that's the question Salina sent me in her email. But there is something in that email that I want to underline. Salina, you say, I want to be with my boyfriend, but this guy at work keeps me laughing and I really enjoy talking to him. Here's the thing, Salina. It appears to me you like the guy at work a little more than you're saying. And if I was your boyfriend, I would say that maybe not cut off, but take it easy. Thing is, I'm not sure you saw into your boyfriend and I would ask you to answer that question yourself following your intuition. Is it more important to continue to have conversations with the guy at work or to make your boyfriend happy? And then decide according to your intuition. My intuition for you is, I'm not sure you don't have a little crush on that guy at work, but that's just me. Anyway, follow your intuition, you won't be wrong. You calls and your questions are next on The Rendezvous. If you have a question for me about your relationship... Bonjour, Mimi.
3: Bonjour, Simon.
1: So tell me what's going on between you and that guy you're communicating with.
3: Yeah, so um, we've gone on a few dates um, and they've all been really good and we text all the time, like almost every single day, um, sometimes about even pretty like personal or intimate things, like we'll talk about mental health or our plans for the future. Um, And it's always really great, but then when I try to like ask him to hang out in the future or go on a date. He's always like, oh, I'm super busy this week. I'm sorry. Or he says because he's been so busy that he's really tired and he needs some alone time. Um, And I'll be like, okay, well, so he doesn't really want to see me and I'll back off and I'll stop messaging him. And then a day or two later, he'll reach out to me and be like, hey, how are you? How is this thing that we talked about going? like, what's been going on with you? And So I just can't tell if he's into me or not.
1: So when you went on all the dates that you guys had, was it romantic? Was it ooh-la-la? Was it exciting? Or was it more friendly, like two bodies getting together?
3: (laughs) Um, The first couple were definitely romantic. Um, The more recent ones, I, I mean, it's not like... Kind of modern thing where it's really casual and it's buddy buddy, but then there's also a little ulala. <laughs> uh, so it's um, is
1: is there less and less of ulala and romance, or more and more of ulala?
3: Probably I mean, less and less,
1: okay. less and
3: less ulala, less romance.
1: Mm, well, then here's the answer, you know, because especially with guys, if at the beginning of the relationship. It doesn't go crescendo, so like more ulala, more passion, you know, more romance. Then it becomes much like a a friendship, and I think right. maybe that that that's what you're feeling is that you know he likes you as a friend, but he's not so into you in terms of romance and ulala. And I would like yeah. you to maybe stop uh, when you get together to to kiss or make out or anything like this, because at the end it's humiliating for you because you know then you feel you're not wanted or desired later on and that hurts your feelings
3: it does yeah
1: so you can be friends but i would not you know put myself in situations to be romantic okay okay all right mimi so you know what to do be a good friend and find somebody who really wants you be with you and who like can't wait to be romantic with you
3: Mm, yes thank you
1: (laughs) okay mimi thank you for calling and good luck to you
3: good night simon
1: good night mimi you know, we often talk about the romantic side of the show, but let's talk about also the chemistry. Let's talk about, you know, what makes two people growing the relationship together. Next. How do you keep growing the relationship or the marriage or the partnership? You know, there is the emotional side, there is a romantic side, and let's, let's face it, there is the ooh side. There is the spice of life. There is the fact that, we are, you know, monogamous, that we are together, that we can be creative and that, you know, we have to remember monotony is the worst enemy of monogamy. And I think once we realize one of us is slowing down or taking just the friendship and not so much investing in the ulala, Houston, we have a problem. And I know that firsthand because that has happened to me more than once. So I want to tell you a story where I've learned my lesson. So you don't do like me, but you do better than me. That story is coming up next. So have you ever been in a position where, you know, you start the relationship and the romance, the ooh-la-la, the making out, you know, erotism, all of that is going strong. And then you realize little by little that your partner becomes more of a friend and have excuses and reasons, and you're in denial. You don't want to see it. And that has happened to me more than once. And I let it go. I didn't want to be, you know, talking about it. But I think that once the energy of ulala fades away, it's an expression that your mystery is fading away, that something between the two of you, either unsaid, it's an unspoken, or maybe it's time to have a talk whether we should stay together or not and work on it. But don't ignore the sign when your partner, slowly but surely, kind of doesn't want to make out with you or have excuses after excuses. It's like a red flag and you can ignore it or it goes down to flame and you end up single again. So just keep that in mind, just in case. You calls and your questions are next on The Rendezvous. If you have a question for me about your relationship, don't wait any longer. Call me 855 905 8255. Bonjour, Laetitia.
4: Bonjour, Simon.
1: How can I help you this evening?
4: So I'm calling because, you know, I have a... I, I've been in a relationship for about a year, um, mm-hmm. and it's been long distance, and my uh, boyfriend, he wants to move here um, to the city that I live in. But the thing is, you know, we've only spent, like, you know, a weekend in a month for the last year. So I'm, like, nervous to, like... What will happen? I've lived with someone before, and I just don't want to go down that road of, like, you know, it just messing up. And he's coming so far. I just wanted to get your advice on, like, what I should do.
1: I see. Okay. Um, Before I tell you what my advice is, you've been there before. You know. What do you think you should do?
4: He wants to take the leap of faith. He wants to come and move here.
1: Yes, he does. But what about you?
4: I'm like, my place is really small. Like, I don't want to feel like cramped. I like mm-hmm. my independence.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
4: just, I don't know. Like, I love him, obviously, and I do want to be with him. But I don't know if this is something that I really like. I always said, if I do live with somebody again, it'll be my husband. Like, I want to be married first.
1: So I get you.
4: I don't, I don't know.
1: No, and, you do know. I mean, yeah. I do know, but yes. I'm like, You do know this is not the time.
4: Yeah.
1: you got to respect your rules, your ethics. You just said, I don't want to live with somebody unless I'm married. The place is too tiny. So why ruin a good thing?
4: Right. But I mean, It's it's good, but it's also like we haven't had a lot of time together.
1: I get it. But I'm afraid that for the reasons you told me, you will be upset pretty fast if you don't respect yourself. Yeah. You know, the problem of when we live together in a super tiny place, it makes everything, you know, I would say more intimate in a good way and a bad way. The good way, you know what it is, romantic. The bad way, it's that you everybody's people's face and everything is very, very difficult. So why don't we take more time? Maybe you guys rent something else when you finish your lease. I don't know if you're the owner, if you're just renting like me, but you can just, you know, figure it out. But I don't think it is the right time to let him move in with you. That's, that's just me. But I'm going to let your intuition. So let's ask that famous intuition of yours. In your intuition, is it time for him to move in or it's too soon?
4: I think it's too soon.
1: Well, listen, Leticia, we can't mess with your intuition. So respect your intuition, take your time, and then you'll figure it out, okay?
4: Okay. Thank you so that- much. I appreciate
1: it. Thank you for calling the rendezvous and have a good night, Leticia.
4: Good
1: night, Simon. You know I keep the best question for the last part of the show, so here's my last question for you. And be honest, have you ever ghosted someone? Yes? No? We'll talk about it next. In the past, have you ever ghosted someone? You know, ghosted means that you're in a relationship or you start a relationship, and one day, bye-bye, ciao, amigo, hasta la vista, au revoir, no more news, no more text, No more DMs, no more uh, phone call, nothing. You've disappeared, you've gone. Just like that, you ghosted someone. And why? Usually because you don't want to talk to that person at all. So have you ever done it? I posted that on my social media, at Rendezvous Radio. 56% of you said, yep, I have ghosted someone before. And a big 44% said, nope, I have never ghosted someone. And I don't believe that I have ever ghosted someone yet, so I'm still part of the 44%. Thank you so much for voting on my social media at Rendezvous Radio. Thank you for listening to the show. Merci beaucoup et bonsoir.
0: The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.